Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, Sean's in South Carolina. We talk about planning your life with Microsoft, investing all your money in T-Mobile, and Steam boxes running out of Steam. It's another exciting episode of Don't Panic, and it starts right now. Boom, boom, boom. We didn't ask how to do the theme music. Damn it. Insert theme music here. This is Don't Panic, episode 134, recorded June 6th, 2016, on planning, stocking, and steam boxing. Welcome to Don't Panic, episode 134. I'm here with Colby, and I'm here without Sean. Colby, how, how does it feel to have your face this large on my screen? Uh, I mean, it's it's historic, I think. <laughs> yes, I don't... uh... After only 134, 33 episodes, Sean finally let us do this without him. Uh, we're extremely slow learners. Yes. So how are you feeling? How's your week been? Uh, it was good. I did did some some light traveling last weekend. Right. Uh, to to CT. That's right. The, the greatest state in the union. It is a state, and it is in the union. <laughs> um, no, it was fun, though. The weather was nice, if I recall. True. Uh, the driving was mostly fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad glad to be... I don't know why. I was, I was pretty pleased to be back at work today. It was strange. Well, that's good. Yeah. Better than being like, God damn it! Right. Well, then, see, that's how I felt last week after after Memorial Day weekend. Like after a long weekend, or uh, it's particularly a long weekend with like any sort of vacation. Uh, I'm often quite quite despondent as I as I uh, head off head off to I, work in the morning. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I think that maybe it was like last week was sort of the off week. You only had four days, and now this week I felt the same way, sort of ready to go. I feel like I'm doing things better. I'm sucking less at my job too. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually this week I, um, so so uh, a team member of mine is like adding a feature to a project I like basically built by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I had the misfortune of having to to go back through this thing that at the time I thought was pretty good Mm -hmm. times have changed man yeah it's never pretty good no it's it's just (laughs) I mean I guess it's like a new car right as soon as you drive it off a lot it's total crap (laughs) Uh, yeah today uh, this this wasn't me but uh, we have this. Th- we're gonna get deep in the weeds tonight, folks, because Sean isn't here to remind us what real people would say in these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, looking at a a piece of code entitled "Util Array," which is an amazing title, and of course, <laughs> this thing has all sorts of stuff in it, and some of it has absolutely nothing to do with arrays, like "Get Last Caller" and like things. <laughs> it was bananas it was absolutely insane uh but even that couldn't get me down uh yeah i watched i watched the game of thrones last night Mm. yep it's pretty good yep i enjoyed it uh Uh, 
Well, I guess we can refrain from spoilers. I know. But... I was gonna... It's too bad this isn't a Game of Thrones podcast. I know. Again, with Sean not here, there's nothing stopping us from talking about Game of Thrones. Right. All possibilities. Oh, only our self-discipline, really. <laughs> our copious, our, our steel will <laughs> uh, that we're known for. Uh, I have been listening to a Game of Thrones podcast. Really? Which one? Uh, I... I forget what it's called. I'm, I I gotta log into Overcast right now and figure it out. Oh man, you actually use the web app? Uh, no. But I <laughs> I I'm using it in this situation because it's it's convenient. My phone is on the on the other table. Uh, let's see. A cast of kings. All right, I will add that. Yeah, I I've enjoyed it. I don't. It's weird. I don't. I. I guess they do. They talk about what they think is going to happen. Um. I just like hearing about, like, rehearing about the episodes. As weird as it sounds. No, I. I was just went back and I downloaded. Uh. Yeah, an episode from a couple episodes ago, just because I was interested in what they had to say. Nice. Uh. I did that with. Uh, Rebel Force Radio too. I went back and listened to the episodes around when the uh, episode seven came out because mm. uh, that was when it was the most exciting. Right. It's pretty cool. Uh, I've been thinking recently too. It'd be fun to go back and listen to the episodes like a year before the episode came out to to hear what sort of crazy speculation. Uh, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I feel like someone should put these together for movies and TV shows as like a retrospective. I, I've seen this for Harry Potter, like the top ten craziest fan theories that weren't true. <laughs> for Game of Thrones or for Star Wars or something. Right. That would be a lot of fun. Uh but sadly we can't talk about Game of Thrones all night because we do have some tech news to get to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of the any of these four hit you first? You just want to run them top to bottom. <laughs> Yeah, let's go top to bottom. All right, so I'll I'll try to I'll try to be Sean and be the chief the uh, the chief summarizer. Nice. Uh, so story number one, I think this just came out today, right? Yeah. Uh, Microsoft launches a project management app, and we all know that there is an extreme dearth of project management apps <laughs> in the market. Uh, so thank goodness that Microsoft is building. <laughs> Uh, so from what I can tell, oh, first of all, Microsoft already has a project management app called SharePoint. I think oh. that's a project management app. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like SharePoint can do anything. Uh, what is SharePoint? Oh, my apologies. It's a web application keep, platform. Keep your documents in sync. Workflow management. Who even knows? Okay, so maybe they don't have a... Uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyways, they have a more accessible project management app called Planner. Uh, it's part of the Office 365 suite, so I believe that means that it is web-based. Hmm. Or at least in part web-based. Yeah, although I don't see that specifically mentioned here. Uh, but but up. Uh, similar to Asana and Trello. I've used Trello. Have you ever used Asana? I've never used Asana. I, like, looked at their website once. Um, 
but I use Trello lightly at work. I think my my team uses Trello. Oh, uh, interesting. In, in so... our quest to avoid Jira as much as possible. <laughs> that that's so funny. We we had a like the the fracturing of project management tools at my work as well, and mm. then there's this effort to re-standardize on Jira. And Jira is if SharePoint's a web application platform, Jira is a framework for creating project management solutions. Mm. Uh, so these people went through all this effort to make like different Trello, uh, Jira views that look like a Trello board where you can drag the cards around, but it's oh, so man. hacky. And yeah. sometimes you have to click, as soon as you have to click on the card and edit anything, the illusion is just it vaporizes you're back in this like weird Jira form. But yeah. here's the thing that I that really grinds my gears about Jira. Besides like all the complicated crap and the fact that you have to like configure your project before you can have one and like the epics and the labels and the sprints uh and the components, all these things, they're all the same thing. They're all just labels you attach tickets, but they all mean yeah, it's crazy. The thing I hate the most is, in the board view, you click on a card and it brings up a nice panel on the side with mm. more details. Great, fantastic. Some things you can't, first gripe, it displays the comments in that view in the opposite order that it displays them in the normal view. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get thrown by that. That's the first thing. The second thing. That's, that's like some HBO Go shit. <laughs> Yeah, watching watching True Detective backwards. <laughs> it's definitely not something I did. Right. Uh, the second thing is, in order to perform some actions, you have to click on you have to click on like the hamburger icon, uh-huh. which has become standard across all UI apparently now. Uh, and then you have to click there. There's even more options in that thing. But if you're if the action you want to take is not there. You have to click on more actions, and then it brings up a search box where, I kid you not, you auto-complete all possible actions. You just start typing <laughs> see what actions you can take. So if you know that the thing you want to do is link a card, and by the way, linking is depending or refers to or is like obsoleted by all these things are links, which then brings up another search box <laughs> type all the types of linking that you can do. Oh my gosh, chair. So, anyways, hopefully, Planner is slightly better. Uh, it says here that Microsoft uh, claims it has convinced the local government of, I don't know how to speak Portuguese, Cascai, Portugal, to move its entire workflow over to Planner. Uh, it's likely the company can appeal to more and more traditional customers who are familiar with the Office products and shy away mm. from software made by Silicon Valley. Looking at these screenshots, though, like, I think that the Fortune 100 thousands of the world are already using, if you can do project management with SharePoint, then that, or if not, Jira or something else. Yeah. So I, it doesn't look, uh, it looks pretty good. It looks much cleaner and more straightforward than Jira, and it looks like you can do a lot more things than uh, Trello can. Right, right. Yeah, I think the... I mean, I don't have a huge a, lot, a huge amount of experience with this. Like, I uh, we use Jira for bug bug stuff exclusively. So, like, when stuff is wrong and like people call, call HubSpot support, 
uh, they file like they open a ticket in Jira and send it send it our way. Um, but we don't use it for any sort of planning stuff. So like planning all happens in like either Trello, like there is a Trello that sometimes I get assigned cards in. Mm-hmm. Um, or like we just do stuff in GitHub issues, or it's like in our heads. Oh, man. Uh, we I don't know. We don't do a huge am- amount of collaborating. Uh, at least not like active collaborating so uh, for for better or worse um one thing i do like about jira over trello is it like integrates with our stuff better like i don't know how i don't know how this happens this could be something that like uh our our like business development team or whatever they're called like built but like we have our Jira has like GitHub integration, so like if you business development teams do not write software, I'm just gonna clear that up for you right Maybe, now. Maybe uh, <laughs> biz biz ops is what we call the team that okay. does it. Business okay. something, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the the what was I saying? Oh, it has like GitHub integrations with like our GitHub enterprise. So like if you open a pull request and mention the issue. Uh, it like logs that in the issues so like you can see when it's being worked on and stuff um, and I'm pretty sure Trello has integrations too but I don't think it has GitHub Enterprise uh, mm. which is kind of a bummer so like that's kind of nice but yeah actually that's a good point if you run uh, if you run any of this stuff in the cloud you can't integrate it with anything you have on site uh, so you're right so if you had a, a private installation of GitHub and you wanted to use Trello, uh, you're, unless you make it accessible over the internet somehow, it should be a bad idea, right. uh, you would not be able to, to do those communications. Right. I, 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 I'd imagine you could do it, like you could set up like webhooks or something to like send things out, but I don't think you'd want to. Like most, most companies bring stuff like that in-house yeah. <laughs> like like for that reason exactly to avoid to avoid uh to avoid like patches flying over the public internet with your company's source code right right <laughs> so yeah i mean if in i i guess thinking about it like if your company is a like microsoft company like if you use outlook and sharepoint whatever that does uh, like s- stuff like that. I I feel like this makes sense if it if it fits in with everything you already have. Uh, it's probably pretty great. So yeah. Uh, so one other thing I was gonna say, like I mentioned that we did this big push to get everyone back on Jira mm-hmm. after like I'm pretty sure before Jira we used something else, uh, and I think it worked for about a year, and then a couple weeks ago my project manager like 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 someone's like showing you a cigarette in middle school is like hey look check it out i've mirrored everything on jira in this trello board so you can look <laughs> at that too if you want and i was like ah oh <laughs> man so funny yeah. you you can you can lead the developers to the jira but you can't force them to drink it that's interesting <laughs> uh, all right Anything else about uh, project planning? Can we try this out now? I'm asking no one in particular except myself. Uh, let's see. Click it. Do we have to pay for it? Click it. I'm clicking it. 
and see plans and pricing. If I click that. Uh, oh man. Oh, so you? Yeah, it comes with Office 365. Uh, but Do you have Office 365? No. Me either. I could get a free trial. See of, options for home. Yeah, it's five dollars a month. Uh, five dollars per user per month. Sorry. Why are there so many? tiers of this like why is there not one office 365 plan for home use yeah the actually the business essentials it looks like it only gives you exchange OneDrive and Skype That's oh nice. online versions of office you do get that also gotcha. but then office for business oh I see uh, weird yeah, and look, the the eight twenty five dollar a month, uh, the the middle plan is missing a bunch of options in the middle, like business class email, unlimited online meetings, corporate social network. Not but the corporate social network. The business. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a corporate social network? Because I I hear about these things all the time, and I've never heard of. I guess Facebook has a corporate social network. Yeah. Which uh, is I well, yeah. I mean it yes. Right. <laughs> um I've heard I feel like what's the thing they always advertise on like ATP? Oh, uh It's like the internet you won't hate or something. Igloo or yes, Ice Igloo, House. Igloo, yeah. Um we I mean we use Slack, which is like a corporate social network kind That's of. That's a good point. Um but also, I mean, the the closest thing we have to that is like the a wiki. I mean, the wiki has comments and and likes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, is Confluence your wiki? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I don't really use. Uh. Yeah. So turns out, by the way, uh, man, we're getting deep in the weeds here. But then I have another question for you after this. There is an entire industry of consulting companies i guess mm -hmm. who do custom skinning for confluence installations <laughs> and also like seo consulting so you can find things when you try to search for them which is mm, that's a real problem that is a black art yeah in confluence oh my gosh it seems like like it's first of all the the, the clearly the the index that it's searching through for the autocomplete results and the full page are completely different. <laughs> uh, so you like you'll be typing, you'll see an auto suggest thing, you'll hit enter, you'll be like, oh yeah, I saw the title I want. It brings you to the full search result page, and it's not on the first page at all. <sighs> Man. Uh, but yes, fascinating. Uh, but if your confluence sucks enough, you might want to propose that because we did it and it did help. It looks much prettier. That's Things cool. Things seem to work better. Our confluence is like the stock one, so maybe yep. maybe we should invest in that. Uh, my other question for you was: Did did uh, the great chat uh, service debate of 2015 ever play out uh, fully? I last I heard, you were stuck in a half between state between HipChat and Slack. Uh, I think HipChat is officially gone. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it took a while. Because it turns out Slack is shockingly expensive, mm -hmm. uh, just an incredible amount of money. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we like also put an incredible amount of data into Slack at this point, but it's 
it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so there were there were like budget budget things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how businesses work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eventually everybody got onto Slack. Interesting. Uh, yeah. How's it feeling? How's it feel being full Slack? So I know someone who works at Slack now, and, and oh. I didn't know this. I didn't know this, but apparently the idea is that there's no email anymore. Is that like, do you, can you see that happening? How, what is the Slack actually enable you to do anything that you couldn't do on HipChat or IRC or something else, Facebook Messenger? Um, I don't think so. The, I think it like works a little bit better than HipChat. Like at least in, in, in the, the small window of time where I used HipChat compared purely anecdotally to the small window of time I've used Slack. Uh, I feel like HipChat had way more downtime. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, I mean, they do a lot of the same things. Uh, also, HipChat's mobile app was horrendous. It was so bad. Okay. Um, Slack's mobile app has its quirks that are kind of annoying sometimes. Like, you click on a notification, you don't always get to the thing you wanted to see, uh, which I find frustrating. Uh, but but it gets you way closer than HipChat's did. Like, HipChat, you would get a notification, you'd tap the notification, it would bring you in the app, but it wouldn't bring you to the conversation. But having you clicking the notification would like wipe that off your history like you had seen it um so you could never like if you didn't if you just sort of like reflex clicked on an ios notification you wouldn't know who messaged you Mm -hmm. uh and that was pretty infuriating i've had that happen with other apps too yeah but for whatever reason whatever mechanism they're using to jump you to a certain view fails Mm -hmm. um is there anything that app that Slack enables you to do that like really sells it to you? Because this is why, like, I'm trying to imagine uh, if if I join Slack and they do have email accounts, but my friend posted a picture three days in, he had still received zero emails, uh, and it's mostly used for hmm. uh, external communication. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to imagine where, like, the CEO, what does he do? Does he post things in a channel that everyone sees and he sends an email to the whole company? Do you get like your stock options PM to you? <laughs> right. Like Yeah. I mean so we definitely don't do that. Like we get emails for company announcements and things like that. Um all team to team stuff. Like I T- today was a rare exception when I got CC'd on an email about something like immediately work related. Uh, but other otherwise, like everything I do with my team is either in person or, or on Slack. Uh, and then like I get emails from GitHub. That's like 95% of my emails. Actually, that's not true. That's like 30% of my emails. The other 70% of my emails are failing Selenium tests that I just have <laughs> redirected to a, to a folder on, on Gmail. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what else do I get emails for? I think that's it. I... I uh, 
yeah that's it it's like company announcements and like lunch lunch announcements that's <laughs> and and github like the the github stuff goes to my email which to be fair you could also do in slack like we have slack channels that post all the github notifications but i don't think uh I don't know if you can like scope it to one user. Like, I don't think I could, well, maybe I could, I haven't tried, but, uh, I don't know if there's a way to set up like Slack to ping me whenever I get mentioned on GitHub or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. There are, there are crazy integrations like that. Yeah. I think. And I, I, from, I think that that's where, so uh, another question for you. Well, first I'll say this. I think that the integrations are where this really, uh, where Slack becomes really powerful and integrations exist for every chat service. The thing that Slack has is this culture of like being PM'd by robots, so you're mm. basically just getting notification and having sort of invisible robots that only you can see in line with the the uh, the chat room. Interesting. Uh, and I don't know. I don't. I, I've never been the biggest Slack I'm in is 80 people that only six of which ever talk. Uh, <laughs> so I I don't I don't know how that actually plays out, but I could see it being pretty useful, kind of like how we've talked about the uh, chatbot things that Microsoft and Facebook and whoever else at this point have been doing. Right. Uh. So what was my oh? Do you often in Slack? How how much time do you spend in like your team's channel versus how much time do you spend in other teams' channels like uh, seeking uh, some sort of information or quite ans- asking answering a question stuff like that? Hmm. Um, I don't spend very much time in other teams' channels. It's like it's pretty uncommon that like you'll get called into another channel. I found like usually if someone has a question, they'll just PM you. Um. So most of my time is in my channel. I do spend some time in other like more general channels. Like uh, we have like a front end, a front end engineers channel, and that mm-hmm. one's that one's a little noisy. I don't pay attention to that one. Um, but we have like there's a, there's a React JS channel and like a uh, like I, I work on like uh, our UI component library, and there's a specific channel for that. Gotcha. Uh, so that's so it's that's where most oriented. Right, right. And we do like uh, my team, like my my uh, the team I work with day to day, like the CRM team. We also have our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like a private channel that's just us, and then we have a like public facing channel that. Uh, people will ask questions in. But. Gotcha. All right. So, Microsoft Trello. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, yeah. We, we got a little off track there. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's, That's cool. fine. Sean's not here to yell at us. Speaking of getting off track, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I didn't know how to segue that. <laughs> that was a terrible segue. 11th Uncarrier event happened... Also today, all this news fresh off the press. Uh, and so they're calling this new uncarrier thing stock up. Basically, they're giving everyone who has a T-Mobile account, each primary account holder, one T-Mobile US stock. 
you get this stock by claiming it through the new T-Mobile Tuesdays app. At first, as I was reading this article, I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting. And then as, I soon, as soon as I saw the phrase T-Mobile Tuesdays app, I knew <laughs> that something was terribly wrong. Uh-oh. This T-Mobile Tuesdays app, guess what it does, Colby? I have no yeah, idea. I didn't read the article. It'll be home to giveaways from Fandango, Major League Baseball, Lyft, StubHub, and other companies. You can also get, don't walk away yet, a free Domino's <laughs> pizza. And Colby, what what could be better than a free Domino's pizza, food-wise? Just like name <laughs> name one thing. If you can. I mean, I, w- I was gonna say, why bother with the pizza? You just like take a pill that gives you diarrhea. <laughs> um, oh. what could be better? What could be a better? F- uh, hmm. you started with the right word, the right syllable there. <laughs> a free Pizza Hut pizza. Uh, no. Would be more upsetting. Uh, yes. How would you feel about a free Wendy's Frosty? Oh, I actually feel pretty pretty solid about that. All right. Well, then you yeah. should download okay. the T-Mobile Tuesdays app. Oh. And you can also get a Voodoo rental. One time, all love Voodoo. <laughs> One time, my mom and my sister got got Frosties at Wendy's, and they were sour. Like like the the ice cream was sour. What? Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like 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 sour Snapple. Or like like sour like sour milk like oh that not flavor. Like, I, I'm, I was thinking sour skittles. Oh no, sour. sorry, sorry. Like like gone bad sour. Ah uh, okay. Both yeah. of those are extremely worrisome. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that only happened once though, and I've never experienced it personally. It's just secondhand. Well, uh, hopefully you won't get sour Wendy's Frosties through the T-Mobile Tuesdays app. Uh, you download the app, complete a verification process involving a PIN, at least it's not a QR code, and have a shot at recurring gifts every week. Free food, free movie tickets, free gift cards, free subscriptions, free ride sharing, and more. There are no tiers, no status rankings, says this T-Mobile guy. It's just thank you. And also, let's have these companies pay us. Uh, you set up a free <laughs> account with this brokerage firm, you get your T-Mobile share, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. I, I, as my company went public, I like I hadn't thought about the process of going public very deeply mm-hmm. before, and I forget specifically what we did, but we tried to give customers like some sort of preferential ability to buy stock. Yeah, uh, which I thought was really cool because depending on the business. Uh, like this isn't true for Facebook, but for something like T-Mobile, they're selling they're selling actual services to customers, or at, especially with services. I think uh, your your customers are investing in you already by being on your platform. Like right. think GitHub for example. If GitHub ever went public, and you're a heavy user of GitHub, you you would want to own shares in GitHub because clearly you believe in the product because you're using it, and also you would like to have a say. And what happens? So I think this makes a lot of sense. I think more public companies should do this. It's a great way to engender positive feelings towards uh, uh, your brand, and also to give people uh, feel like make them feel like they have a stake in what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah, it's uh, certainly interesting. Uh, I'm not terribly interested in <laughs> downloading the T-Mobile Tuesdays app, but those frosties. Uh, 
the frosties yeah so i will i this is slightly off but also on topic speaking of t-mobile and mlb a while ago i picked like t-mobile had like a thing where if you signed up for the mlb streaming thing i don't remember what it's called uh you get it free for a year mlb at bat yes that's the one i think uh and it turns so a thing that i knew in the past about those 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 streaming services from MLB and the NBA and stuff, uh, but forgot as I was signing up for it is that you can stream any game except a, a game that they've given away exclusive streaming rights to, which is like usually anything that's like on ESPN or uh, it's like the playoffs or something. Or if you're streaming from within like the local, like if you could watch the game on t- on the the like regional cable television you can't stream it so like i could watch any any baseball game except a red sox game <laughs> <laughs> which is completely useless yeah. um so, so does that mean you watch any baseball games at all then well so jill is a mets fan so she watches the mets games okay um but it doesn't doesn't do me any good. Should I be saying sorry if she's a Mets fan? I'm not clear on where the Mets are this year. Uh, I think they're doing all right this all right. year. So I mean, last last year was a, a heartbreaker right at right at the end there. Oh, that's right. They went yes. to the the super bat. Thing. Yes, the super bat World Series. Uh, yes, there we go. Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, so will you be cashing in your T-Mobile stock though? No, not Maybe. if you're not going to download that app, I guess, is yeah. the answer. I guess I might do it just to get this stock. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's, will, it's, def, it's guaranteed to be free money. I don't think a stock can ever get to $0. Yeah. Uh, so... Hey, you could get yourself a Wendy's smoothie with that money, maybe. Right. I mean, I just looked. T-Mobile stock is at, like, 40 bucks or something. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to do that later. It's not not trivial. All right. Uh, What's how long have we next? been going? Do, do we have time for oh, I have a timer. More? We have like 30 minutes left. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Uh, so next up, iPhones every three years, Colby wrote with a frowny face. Uh, do you want to do this one? Sure. Um, yeah. I didn't read the... I didn't read the article that I posted. I, I just tried to find the most like, uh, so, so interestingly enough, uh, I heard both ATP and, uh, rocket, the other Apple podcast that I listened to talked about this story. Uh, and it turns out that the person who wrote this story that I linked to in the chat on matchable is on rocket. So I didn't, I didn't realize that. So I, I think I can assume that I know everything that it says in the article, uh, because, because I listened, listened to the podcast. Um, but, uh, the gist of it is that there was an Apple rumor or there is an Apple rumor going around, uh, that there, that, from now on they're going to switch to like a three-year iphone design refresh uh cycle instead of a two-year one um so so if you we think back to a recent past starting with the iphone 3g they did the iphone 3g which was a big departure from the design of the iphone phone one like the the phone looked different and then the next year they did the 3gs 
uh, which looked effectively the same as the 3G, but it had different internals. Yeah. Um, and then the following year, they came out with the 4. So that's like a two-year cadence, right? So they do uh, new design, a refresh of the, the exist, that, that new design, uh, and then iPhone Prime. Uh, if you will. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so what this rumor is suggesting is that from now on, instead of doing uh, one refresh design, they're going to do two. So, um, if you think about our current our current situation, uh, the iPhone six and iPhone six plus were the the design departure, uh, and then the six and six S plus were the refresh. Uh, what this rumor is suggesting is that this year they're going to release another refresh. So like an iPhone six double S. Um, <laughs> and then in 2017, they'll do a, a, a new design. Hmm. I mean, I don't really care that much. I, I like the blockier designs of the iPhones more than I do the, the sleeky smooth six and six S design, but it's it's fine with a case. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be heartbroken if if there wasn't a new design. Uh, yeah, I I I think um, so. There's a part of me that's disappointed because I'm in the market for a new phone this year. <laughs> right. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm fine with the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't heard any room, like I haven't seen the cool new one yet. But uh, I'm I'm excited about getting like 3D Touch, and I guess that's the only difference really. And like more, I don't know, a faster CPU, yeah. um, maybe better battery life. That'd be crazy. <laughs> uh, well, that that's a possibility if they don't change the form factor which <clears throat> for Apple means making it smaller mm-hmm. uh, presumably the components will continue to get more power efficient so you could get better battery life out of the same size phone right right should be pretty crazy yeah that would uh, be cool so but what do you do you think that other people like do you think that people care whether people is the stock market or just the general public (laughs) yeah i mean i think the stock market will care uh if they release another phone it looks the same and they sell just as many as they were going to anyways uh well maybe that's that that's a good point right that's it that's the question so so it seemed to be in the the podcast analysis that i listened to (laughs) um it's it uh the hosts seem to think that less people would buy new phones if there was no visual reason to do so um the theory being i suppose that people don't most most people non-nerds like you and i um or or non-nerds unlike you and i right okay there we go (laughs) sorry non-nerds we're (laughs) cool yeah um uh no (laughs) non-nerds uh aren't terribly interested in the spec refreshes um they will get a new phone when the phone is actually different 
um, because it looks cooler or it's, you know, modern. Something I've been thinking is I wonder if that is the reason why non-nerds get a new phone or if they just get a new phone because their contract tells them to or Mm. because their battery is too bad or because they think their phone's too slow. Right, right. I mean... When I think about, I only had this phone for a year, but when I think about if I want to get a new one, even if it doesn't look any different, the things I'm thinking about are, well, I would have better battery life for another six months, uh, if even any battery life improvements notwithstanding, right. and it would be faster. I don't care, like, oh, does it have, it's going to finally have, do, well, iPhones still don't have four gigs of RAM, right? Is it going to finally so. have four gigs of RAM? Will it have an <laughs> octo-core processor? It doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. I I think it'd be okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's some there is some weight to the like uh to the people get the new iPhone cuz it's shiny. Like mm-hmm. people wait for the 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 2 year because it looks different. Um I think yeah. there are certainly people who do that. Yeah. Uh, for that reason or would at least give like give it a second thought or give a second thought to like waiting another year or trying to wait another year uh if they if they knew the 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 new one was coming out mm-hmm. um so short term that i i guess that would result in some some lost revenue possibly uh, but like long term, I don't know if people would leave Apple, right? I don't. Yeah, uh, that, that's unclear. But at the same time, I like a lot of people don't buy the top tier iPhone anyways. Like they'll get the one of the more affordable versions. I well, think now, but do you mean you don't mean in terms of size? You mean they'll buy last year's model new, or they'll yeah, buy or like, like a... the the 5c or whatever is it are they still selling the 5c no they do they have the new didn't they do that thing where they have the five the iphone that was a whole thing the last time the small one. Oh yeah 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 but do they still sell the 5c is what i'm asking they have the what yeah what do they call that the five the piano? iphone se the iphone se yes um yeah so uh i'm trying to get my get make my way to the store here (laughs) uh it looks like they uh iphone 5c Uh, i don't know they might still sell it Hmm. in any case Perhaps that's the plan. I don't know. Yeah, I I could imagine there being some pretty substantial uh blowback if they uh if they don't I, I can see the the articles now that people would read like uh oh Apple's given up, they don't really care, or like uh, the worst case is if Apple doesn't do anything and the next Samsung or HTC or something is really radically different. Mm-hmm. Like they finally get that edge to edge screen or like some flexible thing down. Yeah. Uh, then I think they're really look bad and that's the big danger. 
Right, Whereas at right. least if they had done something, it wouldn't look as bad. Uh, but as is the case usually with Apple, I suspect that it doesn't really matter to them at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They'll, and, they'll make tons of money either way. Right. Uh, and I think it's certainly the case that they have uh, the kind of stores to make it through a, a, a potential slump. Um, yep. Whether or not their stock price fluctuates is is up to the market, I suppose. Yeah, the, there was. Did we talk about last week about the story that uh, Apple is considering buying Time Warner? No. Uh, yeah, that was a thing that was talked about, and then I, I I saw something today that said how many Time Warners Apple could buy with its money. <laughs> like it was like over ten. It was so many. Uh, it might have even been like dozens. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, crazy. Indeed, making lots of money. Okay, so remember Steam boxes? I do. <laughs> I think we talked about them on the show back in the day. Uh, so here's an article from Ars Technica that talks about uh, seven months on Steam boxes, Steam machines. Sorry, why am I calling them a Steam box? Oh, that... I think that's what I wrote in the in the in the okay. rundown. Okay. Yeah. It sounded right to me though. <laughs> Anyways, steam machines look dead in the water. Uh, the basic gist of this article is uh, Valve, the manufacturer of steam machines, although that is a bit of a misnomer. Valve, the licensee of the steam machines, or the licensor, I guess I don't know how English works. Uh, is reporting only 500,000 sales of Steam Machines so far. Uh, so Steam Machines are a PC computer that runs uh, Valve's sort of Linux distro that comes prepackaged with Steam, their gaming platform. Uh, they also released a, a pretty controversial controller for it that had these bananas touchpad joysticks uh, where your thumbs go. Uh, so if they sold 500,000 you assume an incredibly generous uh, average sale price of 1500 that puts them at about 4% of gaming PC sales which actually sounds pretty good but uh, as they note in this article that's most likely not the case most people bought them for significantly less uh, sales that manufacturers report are uh, when they ship it to a place, so there, uh, some of those sales could be other resellers buying them in bulk, and mm -hmm. they're not actually in the customer's hands. Uh, the there are some obvious problems with steam machines, which could make this uh, problematic. Steam machines are often, although not always, more expensive or as expensive as consoles, and they have no marketing, so. It, feels as a consumer like a risky proposition to get the Steam Machine thing where you're not going to be able to play with any of your friends. Plus, Linux the operating system that they use for Steam Machines doesn't have support for a lot of the graphics drivers and games that the big publishers are releasing. Uh, so, as a person who has considered ever since uh, I've been sadly really unable to play the new, what's that game called? The aliens are invading the Earth. You run around with the squad. Uh, oh, 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 oh. 
I want to say Mass Effect. I know that's not it. <laughs> no, Mass Effect's a good game too, though. It, it is. Oh, Alien something? No. XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking like Alienware because they're that's from this this they're one of the steam machine manufacturers uh yes xcom so ever since i got the new xcom and i've been playing more overwatch which i'll talk about later and my like my computer definitely can't play overwatch it it can't play uh xcom 2 mm. it can barely play heroes of the storm so <laughs> uh, uh I like to think that I would be a better Heroes of the Storm player if I had a better computer. But all these things, so I've I've considered for months and months and months. Plus, our good friend Sean has a PC. We've been meaning to play games with him. We just haven't. Uh, so all these things. Uh, and the so I looked at Steam machines, and Steam machines are, I think. Uh, the convention of the Steam machine, I don't think this is a requirement, is pretty cool. So a lot of the Steam machines are designed in a, a console form factor. So they fit under your TV, they look nice, they have like an HDMI thing in the back. The, the Steam uh, controller, I guess that's what they're calling it, is wireless, so you don't need to uh, futz around with any of this stuff. At least I think it's wireless. Uh, and that, right about that is great because I have I have this Mac laptop, I have a Thunderbolt display, and I can't sadly hook up, as far as I know, basically any computer easily besides not a Mac to it. I already have a TV. I'm used to playing games out there. So that that idea is is really attractive. And some of these small form factor uh, Steam machines are actually fairly well played. Uh, fairly well priced for under $500 which is about as much as you would spend on a console when you think about getting another controller or a couple of games or whatever mm. and I already have a bunch of Steam games is what you can get a Steam machine for and it won't be top of the line but you've got decades of PC games to go through which is another cool thing about PC gaming uh, the only problem is the Linux bit I would not I, as a person who has used Linux extensively in the past, I would not. Linux is the last. The last place I'd want to use Linux is on a gaming computer in my living room. Right. Uh, have you ever considered getting a gaming PC, Colby? And if so, did you ever consider a Steam machine? Would you ever consider a Steam machine? I think I would consider it if. I mean, I haven't been up to date on like how often games come out, you know, for it. Uh, I would certainly be open to it. I think it's a cool idea. I think the, I don't know. It's weird to me that there's been no like marketing for these things. Like I've never seen a television commercial for them or like anyone ever suggest <laughs> I don't know. Like they got, they were launched, and we saw the the articles about them and stuff, and like that was it. Um, I do wonder if like the mm, having the fact that there are so many manufacturers, like there are so many different steam machines, is 
uh, perhaps detrimental to to potential sales. Um, right. So uh, Valve doesn't manufacture any steam machines. They give some sort of blessing to other manufacturers who create like steam machines certified. Right. Laptop or uh, computers. Yeah. Right. So there are like dozens or hundreds of available steam machine models. Maybe I have no idea. Um, but there's no one. I'm sure it's like can be challenging for Valve to do right like there are you know all the challenges that come with with supporting different hardware um which is like an advantage that apple or or uh microsoft or sony have uh with their uh i guess guess hardware i mean apple doesn't have a console really but they have the apple tv i guess um i'm sure that simplifies things and even just like I don't know, like choosing, like there is some simplicity to a console. Yeah. Um, and, and that simplicity is that like you buy a console and you can play games for, you know, the next six years or whatever. Um, right. Right. And you know, it might be a, a not full, uh, frame rate version of that game, but it's still the game. Uh, so I, I I mean I think that's pretty hard to compete with. The the PC idea has like one of the cool things about a Steam machine is it you can feel like you're getting different consoles that have different capabilities, but you can play the same games with your friends no matter what Steam machine they have. Mm. Which is something I know you and I have both lamented about uh, extensively that that's not the case right. for consoles for whatever reason that is. Yeah. Uh, another thing they bring up in this article is where was it? The uh, oh, the origin of the Steam Machine was I forget what Microsoft did to prompt this, but it was some sort of DRM thing that they had announced. I think something to do with like the Windows Store mm. and how you could buy games on it, and it prompted uh, the CEO of Valve to be like, "This is ridiculous." Uh, this is going to kill Windows as a platform, so we're going to make our own platform. Uh, and either Microsoft learned from that, or it was all blown out of proportion anyways. I think the <laughs> second one's probably more likely. And that clearly hasn't happened. Gaming, PC gaming, I think probably has accelerated since... Because uh, this is something I've been thinking about. As I've, like, I watch a Twitch tournament once every two months or so. Mm-hmm. And all of the Twitch, big Twitch games, Counter-Strike, Dota 2, League of Legends, Hearthstone, are all PC games. Yeah. And you, we hear about Twitch and YouTube gaming as these big emerging markets for young people, and they're watching people play uh, PC games like day in and day out, only, exclusively. Very, very, I think... Rocket League and Super Smash Brothers are like the two games you see up on the Twitch top 50 right. that aren't PC games. It's it's nuts. So I think that PC gaming as a whole, gaming not on a uh, like big time, I don't know. I don't I hate the word hardcore gaming, but like non-casual gaming on a non-console has er- has erupted I think since for 
four to eight years ago when we all thought that, uh, well, PC gaming is a product of its time when they could do so much more, but now Moore's Law has slowed down. You can buy a console. It's going to look just about as good as a PC-ish as long as you're not spending thousands of dollars for its lifetime. That's good enough. But I, I, I wonder what it is about PC games that have caused them to become like the the platform for competitive gaming. Mm-hmm. Is it the mouse and keyboard? Is it simply the fact that you can sh- you were able to stream from a PC much much earlier than you ever could from a console? It wasn't until this generation where that was really feasible. I don't know. It's uh, an interesting question. I think maybe both of those things, and I think there's also a. Uh, I feel like in in uh, like like cultures of things where uh there's like a progression of skill there's also like a progression of equipment mm-hmm. does that make sense and so like uh i don't know for example uh you and i are really into into making cocktails right and so so you know the first drink i ever made was with like random crap i had laying around my kitchen but like since then i've i've purchased like bar spoons and and measuring things and uh strainers and shakers and and stuff like that and uh i think the like breadth of accessories and the computer itself right on on in the pc world is much more customizable to like someone's liking who was particularly into it and in addition can be like you know improved as time goes on um so if it's like something you're spending time in i think there's like that sort of like uh personalization like making aspect of it is i would imagine contributes or or maybe uh sort of falls out so that the sorts of people who uh, devote a lot of time to something like that are I would imagine also have like you know are particular about how they like their things to work yes they it, watching things on twitch is with commercials uh, oftentimes the big tournaments have commercials uh, and the commercials are like eye-opening it's once the once this stuff hits the mainstream, all all these commercials are going to be gone. So you have to watch them now. They are like <laughs> hyper. They're like the 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 worst of sports commercials crossed with the worst of geek commercials, where you have these like this like professional game famous gamer guy. I, I universally know who none of these people are. Like standing cross armed in front of like a giant like computer with. <laughs> ram that has flames on it and a mouse and a mechanical keyboard and it's like and there's this I, there is this one i forget what it was and this guy's talking and he's like literally talking about it's like oh yeah like this company they make the best equipment and you know i can only practice on it and like basically the old like sports sneaker commercials like right. oh if you want to be like michael jordan you gotta buy the nike sneakers it was the, it was so basically it was so such a lie uh, <laughs> yeah was yeah so there, i think there's something to what you're saying right it's a, it's like uh the like the market for stuff and and like the 
I guess maybe vectors for involvement like there's way more that you can do whereas like a console or an ipad or something you're stuck like that's what you get you have what you have um and that's nice for a certain a certain crowd right for someone playing angry birds um like angry birds on runs on i'm sure every phone created in the last like you know eight years uh but it I don't know. It it's it's not very for for people who are interested in going deeper in in like along any avenue of that. I think it's uh it's just like can't suffice. Yep. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point. All right. Shall nice. we move on to picks? Yes, sir. Okay. You first, sir. All right. Uh so my pick uh, I was using so uh, the other day during well not the other day this was a couple of weeks ago that I, I, I came across this app and it's been in my, my list of picks for a little while um, but for those of you who don't know uh, Dan and I and Sean and also Matt are on a podcast called Game Nights where we play Dungeons and Dragons uh, or at least currently we play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> I guess we could play a different game that's right uh, our name leaves us that freedom. <laughs> uh, but we were playing Dungeons and Dragons and in Dungeons and Dragons, it's like a pen and paper kind of game. So there's some math to be done sometimes. Uh, and I was looking for a calculator on my iPad and I had like the calc bot, like the, the one the tweet bot people made. Uh, but it doesn't like, they haven't updated to be like a support multitasking. So it's like, why? it's not super useful especially something like a calculator where it's it's pretty useful to just like you know slide it into the side uh mm. do your calculations and then slide it out of the way um calcbot couldn't really do that or it couldn't do like the inline multitasking i think you, you i don't remember uh it might not have done it at all in any case i was disappointed um so i was searching around for ipad calculators and i found this one called uh the myscript calculator um and it uses handwriting recognition so you just like jot down things that you want it to do um and it it it'll show you the equations and it can it can do like really complex stuff um but i mean i use it for simple math but the like the handwriting recognition is really good uh and it obviously it goes really nicely with an apple pencil which i have with with the ipad pro so that's cool um, but it's like really neat um, and pretty. I found it to be really useful. Uh, so if you're interested, I think it would be useful even if you didn't have an Apple Pencil. But if you do, like, it's probably the calculator that you want. Uh, yeah, this is what I've always wanted. Yeah, it's a, it's very it's surprisingly good. Like I was like, okay, I'm sure this is gonna be terrible because most handwriting handwriting recognition things on ios are, are pretty terrible mm-hmm. um and does it as you write does it transform it into like a normalized version of uh the thing okay. yeah so like you you write once it once you stop writing for like a, a brief pause it'll turn it into like uh actual like typeface numbers like computer typeface numbers but then you can like cross things out or just like write over a number if it gets it wrong it'll insert 
the the mm-hmm. new thing there. Um, it's very neat. And so apparently this company does a bunch of other apps. Like they have a, a note taking app. They have like keyboards on iOS that you can you can use uh, handwriting to like just write uh, into your text messages and things. Um, which were kind of well. I tried their notes one because I was really excited about it because the handwriting recognition works really, really well. Um, but it doesn't have a lot of the other, uh, not even bells and whistles, like sort of note-taking essentials. Like it doesn't like do palm detection or anything. So so mm-hmm. you'd be like writing with the pen and like have all other marks in the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was which was I was a little bummed about, but it could get better. But the calculator's awesome, so yeah. I was going to ask about note taking because that this would have been perfect in math classes. Yeah, it's it's really a shame. Um, I did a relatively comprehensive survey of iPad Notes apps, mm-hmm. uh, and it basically you get. Um, there's you either like get a really great writing experience or like other features uh and i think like what it came down to was the writing experience was more important to me Mm -hmm. um but i really really wish i could have something that does the handwriting recognition and like there are some like the microsoft OneNote does handwriting recognition it's terrible Uh um and this my scripts is so good uh and my handwriting is not good it's it's i'm pretty pretty sloppy as a person who spent the last like six years almost exclusively typing on a computer uh so yeah so something to check out they have they have a bunch of apps uh they all seem to be like test beds for this uh i don't know it looks like handwriting recognition that sort of like uh language like input is their specialty and they they have all kinds of uh it seems like they sell that but they have these apps that are sort of a, a demo of of what what they can do cool that is my script calculator on the ios app store also it's also on android. on android yeah also on android yeah i thought i saw that cool uh my pick for this week is speaking of video games a game called Overwatch so this is a game by Blizzard it's sort of uh, what happens if you took some sort of arcade jumper like Quake not jumper, arcade shooter like Quake and crossed it with uh, a game like Dota 2 or League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm Uh, so the premise is multiplayer only, two teams there's dozens and dozens of different heroes with completely distinct powers. There are healers and tanks and all-arounders and uh, like builders that can build turrets or other machines to do your bidding. People in like mech suits that can like have one thing go remotely. All sorts of characters, many different play styles. Had some people over last night. Uh, the first thing they said was like wow that looks like so much fun and it is uh <laughs> it has great matchmaking so you you know always feel like you're winning about 50 percent of the time uh the, the 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 fights are ridiculous there's this woman who can freeze people and create big ice walls uh so you can like block people from entering or shoot them up in the sky if you time it perfectly <laughs> there's also tons of fun uh my favorite guy is this hook guy where he throws a hook 
it goes a pretty fair distance. You can reel them in, and as long if they're a squishy character like a sniper or a healer, they're just like they're gone. There's no way to surviving. It's so much fun, and it's so satisfying. Uh, so, and the the graphics are it's so, somewhat cartoony. Each character has its own personality. It's a lot of fun. I don't know how many stages there are. It feels like there's a lot of stages, uh, and those are like pretty fun. It has the sort of trademark blizzard goofiness in it uh which is always a good time so if you're looking at, and the, the strategy gets really deep uh mm-hmm. you can switch your character every time you die so there's like in in a really intense match and i've only watched these on twitch because my teams i play with have no idea what they're doing but <laughs> you're like constantly evolving your composition to react or anticipate to what you think the team is going to the other team is going oh, to do oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets pretty crazy, and you know, certain characters do have a like a hard counter, if you will, of other characters. Uh, <laughs> like there are characters that are good at taking out snipers, yeah. and if your other team doesn't have sniper, like all this stuff. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, check out Overwatch on PC, PS4, and Xbox. All right, we did it. Whew. Wow, man. Can't wait to crazy. give this seat back to Sean because I know it's, it's a lot it's of a lot work. of a lot of responsibility. It's such a like precarious uh, software setup too. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for I don't know. We're gonna finish in like I did one thing wrong and so yeah. the whole thing wasn't recorded. Uh, or I'm gonna like right before, right when I press save, my computer is gonna crash and, and lose the, lose every everything. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on my recording just to make sure it, it continues. <laughs> but before anything breaks, we're gonna sign off. Uh, this has been Don't Panic. What do we say at the end of the show? Thanks for listening. We'll see Indeed. you next week. Don'tpanic.io is the website. There's pics and stuff there. We're on Twitter and Facebook and things. Yeah. yeah. What's our Twitter? Don't Panic Show. I think so. Yeah. We're terrible at this. <laughs> Sean, come back. Find us on those things, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>